Have you ever wondered what it would be like to go into jail just for a little bit to see what it's like, to see if you could handle it? Well, 60 Days In is a show that makes that happen for everyday people. At first, I thought these people must be crazy. <laughs> but today's guest was one of those volunteers. Johnny Ramirez tells us how he went from gang life to family life to having a son in prison to ending up on 60 Days In. We talk about why he wanted to go on the show, what it was really like, and the after effects it had on him mentally. We also talk a little sports and politics. So come on, let's do a background check on Johnny Ramirez from the hit TV show, 60 Days In. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead. Check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down. No. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J. Dan Gum, and as always, brought to you by Forgiving Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Thanks again for tuning into Background Check, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. We like to share stories of people who have risen above their past and are killing it now. But we also like to share stories of people that help people like us with backgrounds navigate life after their uh, after their time has, has been served or done. So we hope you enjoy the stories. I hope you enjoy the listen to the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. So um, announcements with Forgiven Felons, just so you know, keeping up with us, we are in talks with some people right now to uh, to get the Resource Center going. So we're really excited about that. And uh, we are still taking people for our transitional house, but there's going to be a time where we may, we may be without a transitional home for a short period of time. We're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen, but uh, there's a possibility. So if you've written in, uh, be patient. Uh, we're getting back to you as soon as we can. So thank you again. And we're really excited where Forgiven Felons is going with the Resource Center. So thank you. Uh, shout out to all the new listeners. I think we may have a new unit in Texas listing. Uh, again, wherever you are, jail, prison, all over the nation, uh, shoot us a letter. And uh, and I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Shoot us a letter. Let us know where you're listening from and uh, and, and how you're spreading the word on your in your pod, in your unit, wherever you are. And if you're out here listening, thank you so much. And if you're out here listening and you listen to us while you were in prison, shoot me a text, shoot me an email, go to forgivenfellows.org. All my contact information's on there. So, um, but th- thanks again. I mean, we're 80, this is the 88th episode, I believe. And we could have done it without you. I mean, if you weren't listening and I checked the, I checked the downloads and I checked the listen throughs, if you weren't downloading and you weren't listening, I'd probably stop doing it, you know. And if you weren't writing in, some of you guys are writing in, whether you're in prison or out of prison, and you send me an email, a text, uh, a letter from prison or jail, and you let us know how a certain episode has impacted your life. So, th- And thank you for doing that. Um, today we got a pretty cool episode coming up. But before we get into the show, I want to tell you about uh, our newest sponsor, RP Media. 
and my good friend Rob Price. RP Media is a full-service video production business specializing in documentary, corporate video promos, educational training videos, podcasting, and even they do some small build-out with digital uh, media studio suites. Rob has more than 25 years in the media industry, including former CBN producer, screenwriter, author of a book called Blood Covenant, church media pastor, and digital media arts college professor. If you haven't watched the Forgiven Felons documentary, you need to. It's on Roku, Tubi TV, and the Christian Movie Channel on YouTube. Rob was the executive producer of that documentary. So if you want to see his quality of work, you can get, you can go do that. Um, so if you need any type of work done, please get in touch with my, my, my friend Rob at RP Media, 214-354-6363. 614-354-6364. And if you mention that you heard it on Background Check Podcast, you'll get five percent off of whatever you whatever you do through them through the rest of 2022. All right, and his emails. Um hang on. I should have had it pulled up, my bad. <laughs> his email is uh is Rob Price6, R-O-B-P-R-I-C-E6 at gmail.com. So get a hold of him today. And uh, you won't you won't regret it. Anything podcast videos, any of that. So, all right, my guest today. I had fun in Arizona. First of all, you heard the episode I did with uh, with um, Peter Meyerhoff, and in that same city, Chandler uh, lives Johnny Ramirez from Sixty Days In. Sixty Days In is a show I started watching several years ago, and. I got interested in it because it's it invites everyday people, just regular old plain Janes, Joe Joe Blow, plain people, not people with criminal backgrounds. It invites them to go into a one of the toughest jails, some of the, some of the toughest jails in the nation for sixty days. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of seasons most most people tap out before sixty days, but season four. One of my favorite, and I think, I think the best season. Uh, I, I agree with Johnny. One of my favorite, uh, Johnny Ramirez was in, and uh, he was in there with uh, Nate. Nate was also in season three. So uh, I follow I follow them and some other sixty day enters on uh, social media. But I just was intrigued by the show. I thought, man, volunteers, people that have no criminal background, go into Say, I'm going to go into a jail for 60 days on my own. And they did it. And uh, season four was a pretty good pretty good season. But we talked to Johnny about everything, why he wanted to do it. And he, and he gets into that, what it was like when it was in there, um, what's the difference between what they showed on TV and what was reality behind bars for him, and how it affected him. He wasn't a criminal, or well, at least he talks about how he never got caught. But he, he went in with no no crime committed and he suffered the same you know, the, the same service and the same conditions that somebody who, who has committed crime. And I just think that's 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 pretty cool. But uh, we talk about sports, we talk about politics, and uh, we talk about the effect that those sixty days had on his mind, his family and how it affected some other people in his life, uh, his friends that were on the show as well. So without further ado, um, thanks again for listening. Here's my interview with Johnny Ramirez from 60 Days In. Oh, and I forgot to tell you before we start the interview, 
listen at the end and the final thoughts. I'm going to give away some stuff. You might be interested. You might not. But listen all the way to the end. Here's the interview. Johnny Ramirez, welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thank you. Man, it is, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, we've, been, I've been, we've been planning it for a while. I asked you a long yeah. time ago. Those of you who are listening, Johnny, this is the Johnny Ramirez from uh, season four. four of 60 Days In. That is a, an A&E show. I found out about 60 Days In, I think, when, when they were airing season four, like when season four came out. Oh, okay. And that's when I decided to, to start from season one. So I binge watched seasons one through four. Oh, okay. And then, and then after y'all season, it was like, okay, now what do I do? And I had to wait. I had to wait each year for the new one to come out. <laughs> I, I loved y'all's. I loved y'all's season, and um, and I just man, I just wanted to follow. I followed probably four or five of y'all on Instagram, uh-huh. and uh, I've just been intrigued. I've always watched the show, thinking, man, it'd be cool if they had some former inmates on there, you know, that could really know how to to uh, you know to figure some things out, you know, right, and, right. And, you know, because I felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, was there like a learning curve? I mean, you probably knew. We'll just go ahead and tell everybody your son is in, in prison here in Arizona. Correct. And, and we're in Arizona. That's where you live, in mm-hmm. Chandler, Arizona. And um, uh, I felt like there's a learning curve for, for the average. This blew my mind. When I first saw the premise of the show, and they said, average, ordinary people. They're right. sending into the county jail. It blew my mind. First of all, I was like, are these people crazy that want to do this? Right. <laughs> I get that all the time. Yeah. And so what, okay, well, let's just start there. What was your mindset? How did you first hear about the show? Did they call you? You called them, you applied. Uh, did you watch seasons one, two, and three and go, Hey, this is something I, I want to do. You know, how did you get to the point where you connected with the show and, and really made up your mind uh, and talk to your family <laughs> <laughs> and uh and they said yeah we think this is a great idea well i um i've always been a a and e fan um and you know i watch um the the police show um live pd live pd yeah. um and i got into that and and you know i really didn't have a, a twitter account or a facebook or instagram or anything but um we watched, you know, A and E was just my show, and then when I first saw season one come on, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." So got into it, and um, when I started seeing that, I was like, "Okay, this is interesting." So whatever, and then I got into season two, and then because uh, you could relate to them, because you're a normal, average, everyday person, and right. so are these yeah. volunteers going in. Absolutely, that was the neat thing about it, and I loved about the show was that they're presenting something that the normal person that's never been incarcerated can relate to because now they're looking at TV and seeing you, somebody else who's never really been in trouble with the law to the point where they're getting locked up. Now they can, they can know what it feels like from your perspective. Oh, absolutely. And, and it was funny because we, you know, as a family, we watch movies together or TV together and we all decide what we're going to watch, even though my kids are uh, bigger and my son Joseph says, Hey dad, could you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And and they're all laughing at me. No, you can. And we were just <laughs> laughing. And this is like in beginning of season two, I think it was. Yeah. So then um, at the time I was working at Intel and um, I was 
I have a lot of time on my hand because, you know, I work four days and then three days off. And then the next week you work three days and then four days off. So I, I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored. I can only clean house so, so much, yeah, yeah. you know? So I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> well, at least you were cleaning yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm just bored. I'm going to get in trouble that way, you know? I needed to do something with myself. So um, I um, I started getting on, like, Craigslist and all these other uh, things. And they had a, a, a thing saying that, an ad saying that, would you do a documentary about jail? It's like, sure, I'll do it. So I answered it, and then they contacted me back. Well, we can't tell you who we are, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And I'm like, okay, unless you sign this paper. Yeah, and I'm the like, NDA, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this guy, I thought this was like a college. I, I assumed it was a college uh, kids trying to do a documentary or yeah. something. And uh, it's just because we, we were close to ASU and stuff like that. So, And then next thing you know, uh, they called me, and uh, when she did call me, um, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like, you know, kind of not cussed at her, but cussed and like, oh yeah, shut the F up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're a scam. Yeah. (laughs) And then when she told me, yeah, uh, this is, you know, after I signed a paper, I'm like, oh, okay. As she's talking to me, I'm looking her up and sure enough, she's uh, the production for A&E. I'm like, okay, this is, this is true, but I'm still, you know. A little leery about it. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to be able to get away from work? You know, because I'm I have to pay bills. Yeah, and you got a family. Tell us about your family. Yeah, and I have I, I'm I have my first son. You know, I'll talk about him in a bit. But he, my first son is locked up uh, for 12 years, and then um, I have my second son from my wife. Um, I raised him for three months. When he was three months old, now he's 27, and then his name is Joseph um, Gonzalez. And then uh, my daughter, me, and my wife had. Her, and she's now going to be 26 Friday, actually, wow. Alexis Ramirez. And then my wife, me and her have been married for 23 years. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a journey. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, so I was like, okay, let's do this, you know, let's. Uh, and I, what did what did your wife think? I, when... So I, I approached my wife and told her. <laughs> she goes, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. She always, you know, I'm a jokester or, you know, yeah, that's okay. great. So she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Your work's going to let you do this. And it's like, okay. And she, I had a, you know, she had a good point. I'm like, how, how is my work going to do this? And uh, when I started talking to a and I'm like, how, by the way, I'm like, I, if you, you know, if I have to leave, you guys pay me, right? Because I, I have to pay the bill still, right? I'm, I'm leaving my work. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. And then, so we start talking about money and stuff like that. And, and then after uh, that didn't work out for a while, then then they got back with me, and and then we started talking about it, and like okay, they, everything's approved. And I talked to my work and on personal leave, and then I finally came to my wife and I said, "This is a go." And she goes, "Okay, sure." So your work approved uh, uh, two month for, leave, uh huh. Okay. And then my <laughs> my kids were saying like, "Dad, you." do it and my wife's like go ahead and do it just do it because if you don't do it and if i'm holding you back then you're gonna you're gonna always put that in my yeah, face you know yeah. so i'm like all right you know and the purpose of of me wanting to go yeah why did you want um was i think it was almost like a path that god gave me yeah and i didn't realize that was a, a path but usually i usually like will sit back and and and, and make that decision or talk to God, you know, like, why, why, why are you putting this in front of me? There's something going on here. I don't yeah. know what it is, but you're, you're putting this in front yeah. of me and either it's good or bad. I, I need to understand what it is and, and, or if I got to do it or not. 
And when he put this in front of me and things were going too smoothly for it, I was like, okay, this is a go. Um, I have a son that, um, that got into trouble when he's living with his mom and he, he didn't know anything about like gang life or anything like that. He wasn't in a gang, but he wanted fast money, even though he had a job, he had an apartment, he had a girlfriend, he had a baby actually. And, uh, my, my granddaughter, um, Anastasia and, um, everything was fine. I mean, he, he was doing good. And then some, some guys from his job and his friend, his friends said, Hey, these dudes that we barely met, they want to do a, you know, some kind of a drug deal. And can they borrow your truck and they'll give you some money. My son wanted to make fast money. It was around Christmas and you know, it was too much to be true. Yeah. You know? So when they give you that much money, they're like, well, okay, wait. You know, like an old school person like myself, if somebody come to me like that, I'm going to be like, oh, that's something's going up because that's too much money. So my son didn't know that lifestyle, so he didn't get the red flags. Um, so he he ended up doing he was just a driver and, and his um, his his partner, um, they, his partner and the other guys went inside, you know, and uh, all this shooting started happening and. You know, a lot more detail into right. it that I yeah. just I just don't know of. But yeah. I, all yeah. I know is that his his friend died, and then uh, Arizona law is is where everybody's put into the, that. The then party law, Texas, they call it the party law. Okay, so even if one person does the pulls the trigger, correct, everybody with them that's in the party, yeah, gets gets. And typically, a lot of times, and the way it works in Texas is they will uh, tell the person who pulled the trigger. You you sell everybody else out, and we'll give you a lighter sentence. Mm. And so everybody else, you know, we've had a couple guys that that were part of the party law, and they got you know sixty year sentences for the murder that they that they witnessed and watched, but the actual trigger puller was got twenty and was mm. out and was out in fifteen. Wow. And uh, man, the party law. I don't care what state it's in. Yeah. Every state needs to banish that party law. Yeah, that that that, that it's a sad thing because. Um, you know, when when I knew that my son was just a driver, he never stepped in the house. His friends actually that died. Um, when I got that call, of course, you know, every every parent want that call, yeah. either the jail or or death. Um, I knew my son wasn't a murderer. I knew like when I heard that he he was involved with murder and somebody got shot and killed. You know, I knew it was he wasn't that. Yeah, I just knew it. He was a good kid, and um, he is a good kid. And when I heard that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, I, I, you know, so when I heard his voice, when he called me, I was uh, shocked. I was I was happy. He called me from jail, but I was happy to hear his voice because he was alive. Yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah. But but he, I knew that he was going to have a long journey from there on. So yeah. so the, that was the reason why I wanted to go on the show, because at this time he was. So now how yeah, how how long into his sentence? So into his sentence, he was probably in there for about maybe about five years. Probably about five years he was in okay. there. And I wanted to understand his, his, his journey, you know. And I wanted to understand that because I've always heard it from other people, from my partners, my old friends, um, old gangsters, you know, all this about jail and prison life. But you never thought that your own kid would be yeah. in there. Yeah. And when he was in there, I, I wanted to understand, you know, 
how it is in there. How's he feeling? Because I was mad. Yeah. You know, I was upset. I was uh, hurt, disappointed as a father, um, broken, you know, broken. You know, I, I felt so much guilt. I let my son down, you know, and, and knowing that uh, my other two kids are doing good and, and I'm, 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 I've changed my life to the better. And, and I know that they're not going to walk in my steps. Right. But he ended up falling into that, and um, he got caught. I, I was just one of the lucky ones that never got caught. But, yeah, well, uh, I was, was going to say, you said followed in your steps. Yeah. So so you made some bad choices in life, but just never got caught. Right, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I hate y'all. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, like, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, God, I, it. It's crazy, huh? Because, yeah, I mean, it, I had friends yeah, like that. Yeah. That never got caught. I was always the one that was going to get caught for everything. Yeah. Mainly because I was always drunk. Yeah. And and the drunks always get caught for everything. Yeah. You know, it's the sober ones that are just kind of yeah. make the decisions, but <laughs> sit back in the back and just watch everything happen. They don't get blamed. Yeah. So, but well, congratulations for yeah. never getting caught. Yeah. Um, I, I don't ever recommend yeah. uh, prison or jail to anybody. Um, but, you know, in this instance, it allowed you to, um, to provide for your family because they gave you compensation. Correct. Uh, and, and, and even though you're missing work, they, they gave you that. So that, that, that allowed for that to happen. Cause a lot of actors, you know, um, that are just getting into acting will have to do a lot of free stuff before they get big money. So you walk right into your first acting role. Yeah. And, uh, and I say acting because I mean, they give you a cover story, right? Yeah. So you got to pretend yeah. that cover story is yours. So there has to, there had to be a little acting involved. Now that first time, I don't know if y'all met, if y'all meet before, like the very first time they show it on the show, when they show everybody coming into the room and meeting each other for the first time, did it really happen like that? Or did y'all meet each other before then? No, 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 it, it didn't happen that way. We, we, uh, we didn't know each other at all from anything. I actually, the only person I did know because I did my, uh, first interview with the sheriff is with Angela. Okay. So she was next to me, but just because she was in a girl pod, I would have never seen her right. anyways. Right. So she's the only one I saw prior to it. Other than that, I didn't know anybody, but yeah, it was, um, now was that, were they still not telling you who, who was, who was who? I didn't who know who? anybody. You didn't know any of the guys. Y'all had to figure that out. Yeah. Cause at one point they, they, I think season six, they actually let everybody know who was who. Um, yes. Um, I think season six was, they no, let, actually season five. Was it season yeah. five? Okay. Um, and so, so how long did it take you? I can't remember. How long did it take you to figure out it took, who was who? It took, uh, there, and there's a specific uh, picture that uh, that um, that's on the internet of me and Matt show, uh, okay. introducing each other. And it was a relief because it took me about maybe a week to understand who he really was yeah because you know matt looked like a hippie yeah hippie big time i mean hippie. he looked like they're a, a guy that got caught up in drugs and this and that so he fit the role well yeah but when his mannerisms and everything started acting up and and i started catching stuff like okay he's not from the streets he's definitely not from the streets and, but and his cover was yeah. i mean to me that's the one thing about the show i even told eve the producer i was like these cover stories are so cheesy. Yeah. I'm like, it's hard. I mean, it would be hard for me to even let the, that cover story come in my mouth because I mean, I was in jail, you right. know, and I know how in almost every season, you know, when, when people are telling, when you guys are telling your cover stories, some of those jails, those inmates are like, 
eh, that doesn't sound right. You right. know, that just doesn't, you, sometimes you see their faces. Absolutely. Y'all may not see them, but we see them on the TV. We see their faces like, oh yeah, they don't believe that. Oh, they don't absolutely. Believe that. <laughs> absolutely. Now you decided to go with your, with your real name. Right. On the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you decide to do that? I, I, I was already, I knew I was already going to be stressed out. I was going to, I didn't want to be blowing my cover or, or something because of somebody calling me by a different name yeah. and me not recognize it. Um, I wanted to just um, be mean, you know, and, and I have my last name on my back, Ramirez. I'm a regular, typical old gangbanger with yeah. his last name Mexican and Ramirez in the back. So I wanted to know that they're going to see my paperwork in there. So they're going to see Ramirez. So I'm going to put my name. I have my name tatted on my on my leg as well. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep my name. I don't want anything. That was smart. Tied, that you was know? smart. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, yeah. Back to the cover story. I do have to say, with the cover story, is is, is funny. They give you a cover story, and even we know that it's just come on, really. <laughs> but it's about how you sell it. Yeah. It's about how you sell it, and if you're from the streets, if you're from, you know that kind of lifestyle. There's a way of selling it, and there's a way of looking at somebody, and there's a way of 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 not talking too much and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But thank God there was internet. They gave me a week prior to new to to let me know where I was going to go. Oh, did they? Okay, so All right. they don't they don't let you know until like maybe a week or even three days. Okay, so they they surprise you with it. Nowadays, I don't know. I think I think they 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 do now. But so real quick, I was like, okay. They told me I got caught in Macon, Georgia. So I need to look up the worst neighborhood in Macon, Georgia, and I need to memorize what my where I got caught at doing right, this. Right, right, right. I got caught um, armed robbery with a weapon. That was my, my charge. So I'm like, okay, what? Well, this is my, my plan, and this is what I want to say. And, and I took back my memory of how I used to roll in the streets doing beer runs or whatever it may be and i and i'm and i put myself in that story and i and i ran with that so so the story is true but the place ain't so i said oh yeah so a lot of people asked me a lot of inmates did ask me you know where where'd you get caught at or you know i'm like how about i making georgia you know on 73rd avenue and 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 witter or whatever oh yeah yeah i know that place that's that's 7-eleven yeah 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 of where are you staying at? I said, oh, well, those apartments, you know, tree farm houses. Oh, okay, hey, I got a partner. So I was glad for the internet because I looked those up. Yeah. Quick. I was smart enough to say, okay, I'm going to. You were smart enough to say you live there. A lot of people, they would say, I'm just visiting. I'm no, 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 no. I did say I was from Arizona. You did? I okay. did. But oh, wow. I, what I was saying is that I know my homeboy, Harry, and, from and there. there, from there. Okay. Which is a true story, but gotcha. he wasn't from Macon. He gotcha. was from somewhere else. But I just used his name. And I just say, you know, we always come and visit each other and stuff like there that. So, okay. All right. yeah. So that's how I I pulled it off. I believe. Gotcha. All right. So, the show, man. I mean, how? I mean, I've been in jail, and so I'm watching the show. And every season, I see what they air, but I know there's got to be a lot more. Absolutely. That that doesn't make it. And so, um. You know, talk about talk about the reality of the show compared to what they showed on TV. You know, that's a lot. Um, it well, let's just let's take it one category at a time. Uh, fights. There was way more fights than what they showed. They okay. just they showed the the fights that went with the drama. 
So okay. if it was just there, if they were just scrapping because of food, they wouldn't show that. They were only showing fights because of the gang related. Gotcha. You know that. So there was a lot more fights, but it was just because of gang related. So you literally had to have your back against the wall all the time wow. because they were just going up and hitting people. Mm. You know, and 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 just taking their their food or something. Now there was a there was a speaking of fights, there was a part in the show where um there was an inmate giving a female officer a hard time mm-hmm. and you you kind of stepped in right yeah right and you almost were defending the officer in a sense which is a no-no right oh yeah and uh so talk about talk about that moment because i love that i loved what you did in that moment i'm glad they showed that you know but talk about you know how dangerous that is and how and what you were what you were thinking at that point and what was going through in your mind? Were you nervous? Were you like, oh, crap, or, uh, you know? Well, for, first, I, I do want to say that the, the kid name was Alan. And I do have to say that he was, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good young man. He really is. And through the whole season there or the whole state I was there, he, he's always, he was good. He, he, was, um, he would just guide it wrong. Yeah. And by when I say that, he was every female inmate he just made so much bad voice um whatever it may be noises he remarks the female guards bad yeah Yeah, only the female guards and um it was it was it was horrible but whatever you know i ignored it you know irritated me but i ignored it whatever you know because i gotta be in there you know and and then finally when they showed that i was it was towards the end of my stay and I wish I didn't know that I was going to get pulled out. And I was sitting there and we and the, the security guard came in. Both of them, the, the, the seals came in. And the, the the whole thing is that when they come in, you have to put your back against the wall or your face against the wall right. and stuff like that. So everybody did that. Well, he was crying about some toothpaste and this and that. And he already showed me. He just showed me that he, he, he's getting released. Yeah. So, uh, so I heard him making a ruckus. I was way at the other end. So I went over there. I said, "Hey, you know, Alan, be cool, man. You're gonna you're gonna get out soon. Don't don't be messing it up." And he got a. He just kept on and kept on. And the female guard was like, like two steps away from me or so, you know. And you can literally see, almost see her crying, like mm. tear. And I just like, I snapped, you know, like like I just like. I just wanted to backhand him. Yeah. I wanted to hit him, you know, and because I thought of my single mom. I thought of my mom because all she's trying to do is work. Yeah. That's all she is. And that's all she's trying to do is make a living. And here's this young punk trying to make it worse for her and make it a bad day for her. And she, all she just tried to do, she was always nice. She's just a, a nice lady. But for him to disrespect her like that, and that just really upset me. Yeah. And I came from old school. You don't, you, know, you don't hit a woman. You don't talk to a woman that way. You know, there are your queens that you do everything to a woman. But this kid just kept on and kept on. So I was fed up at the time. Uh, and it was towards my end of my stay. I miss my family. I miss work. And do I even have a job? Um, do, you know, what's going on, on the outside? I, um, how's my wife? You know, um, I, I miss, I miss cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, I miss a, a nice drink. That's, you know? that's what I was going to ask you. What, what did you miss the most I'm, in those I'm, 60 days? Oh man, I, I miss, uh, uh chocolate. 
You know, uh, <laughs> cookies, burgers. They, they didn't know? have cookies and chocolate on commissary. Uh, they did, and 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 that's one of the things that I wanted to sh- share. Um, but just real quick, just to end uh, uh, the story. Um, yeah. I I I towards the end. So I, so that's when with Alan, I I end up telling him, you know, you need your ass whooped. And he looked at me. And he goes, "Well, I'll stab you in your face and this and that. Who's gonna Who's gonna whip my? You know?" And I start saying, "I want to whip yours," but. At the beginning of the show, they do tell you it's the law in there. You, you still got to obey by the law in there, no matter if you're not. Just because that you are a A&E product, you cannot. You still got to. You're not above the law. You're not above the law. You have to obey the law. If you get caught, not on camera because they have the, the they have a deal with that. But if you get caught in front of a guard doing something, you will actually get a charge. So, like, if you get caught on camera holding up a shank. To show on the camera that you got you 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 provided the shank, uh, you're not going to get in trouble for that. Right. But if if a guard shakes you down and finds a shank on you, right, then you have you to suffer the consequences. Yes, because they do say that A and E and and the show or the, the 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 jail facility made a deal, a contract saying like, hey, whatever you show on our camera, you can't get your inmates or our guys for it. So if your own inmates show a bag of weed, you can't get them for that, you know. So this is the deal. So they, they but if you get them on yourselves, then it's on your own. Right. Yeah, so that, good. so that was the deal. So with me, they so one of the the things is that I was self defense. So I usually I would just hit the kid, but I was trying to make him swing at me so I could fight him. I will. I'm glad it didn't happen because I, I, that's one of the things that I told my son going in. I said, hey. it sure looked like it could. Oh, yeah. Man. I was like, yeah. man, this is man. This is going to be the first yeah. fight we see. And, and I was scared because I knew that I didn't have math there no more. I was by myself. I had Bucci. Yeah. But I, I, I was scared because it was I knew that I was ready for all of them just to jump me. Yeah. That's just the way it is in there. And and actually, T-Bull says, Johnny, don't worry about him, man. Just it ain't your style. Just go ahead, and, you know. So he actually controlled my anger, and I went and sat down, and y'all just being cool. So that's good. Yeah. So, but I was, but I was so upset because I, that's one of the things I was trying to tell my son not yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, just go in there, do your time. Even when I talked to the judge, and 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 and, and when my son was getting sentenced, I was like, you know, I looked right at him and said, just do your time. That's not who you are. Yeah. Don't let the place be who you are, you know, and, and this is who you are and just get in there and do time. So now I know when I first went into County jail, I, I, I got, I spent a lot of time in County jail. So County jail got to, to just be mechanical, methodical. It was no big deal for me anymore. But when I was headed on the chain bus to prison, there was the, uh, the unknown, mm. you know, all I had to go by was, you know, the movies, Shawshank Redemption, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, so me going into prison already had been already haven't been in jail, but going into prison, I was so nervous mm-hmm. because of what I didn't know, you know, and then I got in there and I'm and I'm like, OK, well, this part is not as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. This part is worse than I thought it would be. So were there any moments in that first week or two that you got in there and you go, OK, this is this is not as bad as everybody thinks it is or I thought it was or this is. You know, this is worse than than what we thought. You know, whether it's a TV show or whatever. And do you have any of those moments where 
you know, you thought something was worse or, or not as worse than, than you thought it was originally? Actually, right when uh, intake, um, the guard or the, actually the police officer, my fake arresting police officer had me in handcuffs still. And they put you in the, in this cell with all the rest that are bringing them in and you're, you're taking all your stuff out and intake. And, and one of the other guys, uh, police officers released his, his inmate with no handcuff and he was all up in drugs. And he was whispering something to me. You'll see it at the beginning, I believe. But I was like, oh, my God, this is I'm still handcuffed. I'm tied up. This guy could just hit me or whatever. And I was so like, you didn't feel safe. Oh, I didn't feel safe. So I was like and I was the same way like you, like the unknown. That, that was probably the only thing that really feared me. And I'd never really tell anybody I get feared that way. Um, this is probably the only uh, show I've, I've ever said that about. But I did get feared. I was like, man, you know, the unknown. And when. um and then the worst, which I didn't think it was going to happen, when they put you in a uh, holding tank, they, they, there's about 15 people in there. And it was hot. It was, And people are shoving. And they're just talking stuff, Mexican this and black this. And everybody was just talking stuff to each other, talking stuff to me. And, and it, then it gets worse because now the camera, the camera people want to show you. They want they yeah. to put a camera so everybody's trying to figure out who's who's the rat so i'm acting normal and i'm just eating my sandwich and one of the guys try to punk me in there and say hey give me your sandwich i said no i'm hungry man leave me alone so that came out like quick which i didn't mean to because this dude was pretty big but he left me alone but i ate my sandwich quick <laughs> i didn't want nobody to i didn't want nobody else to ask me for my sandwich <laughs> so that I didn't realize that it, it was going to be like that at yeah. all. I thought it was just going to be like some holding tank and you're in there and stuff like that. But it was ruthless in there. It was ruthless in there. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and then they had the toilet and it was just one toilet and it was just full of wrappers and everything. And, and it was just disgusting. So, yeah, that was that was uh, I was well, really stressed out already. OK, so we talked about the fights. So was was there something you think like maybe they you feel they left out that they could have put on on the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. At the time, um, they at the time, America needed good stuff going on. Uh, we were about to uh, hire our vote Donald Trump in, um, which was a good thing that was happening. But we needed something else you know we needed some good stuff happening on tv yeah and one of the things that i was a little disappointed when i first saw it is um that they didn't show the good stuff that we did they didn't show when young uh black men were asking to help read their notes or letters mm. from their loved ones or how to write a letter how to spell a word because that stuff ain't sexy. It's no. not drama, mm -mm. you know. Yeah. Now um, they did, now they they did show the one the one part uh, that even some other uh, uh, podcaster video person picked up and critiqued and showed you when you when you were uh, encouraging your cellmate your celly uh, with the drawings that he did. Right. And uh, and that was good because you were you were they weren't they weren't really really good great great awesome but they were they were pretty good but right. you were encouraging him. Because he didn't feel like they were that good. Right. And you were letting him know that he was doing good. Right. And, uh, so that I always wondered that because that was a cool moment of you encouraging this guy 
And now you're telling me that y'all did a lot more good stuff. Right. That never made the show. Yeah. There's, there's a picture I show on my Instagram that, um, that shows me and this, uh, this young man I got real close to. That's also another thing they should have showed. Me and him bonded real good. And he was a young man, lost his mom, had a baby. His dad was an alcoholic. Just a good young kid and just got caught up with the weapon charge. That was it. Yeah. And he was just a great kid. So that was another thing I was inspiring. I was inspiring him to 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 write poetry and uh, and to do a tattoo arting. Yeah. Um, the, my, my cellmate, Josh, he was a uh he he drew a lot and that was the one you're you're speaking of yeah. and um he was just real down on himself but he was a lifer that's all he kept doing is going into jail mm. and the reason why he was going to jail is just because to get his medication he wow. he wasn't a bad kid he was just he just went in there to get his medication that's all he he'd tell me that all the time and he would just recently like just break something break a window let the cops arrest him so he can go in and get his medication mm. and um it, it was sad because, um, again, you know, he needed somebody to encourage him and do stuff. And, um, yeah, he he was drawing some stuff. He stayed up in the middle of the night, and, and he would just, like, say stuff. And he was schizophrenic. So, literally, he would just draw stuff. And it were pretty cool, pretty cool details. So, I would tell him, like, hang this up, man. It looks good. He didn't want to hang them up. I'm like, hang yeah, them up. He didn't. So he started hanging them all up, and it was pretty cool. But it was scary for me to be in there with him, too, because he was a lifer. He knew all the tricks. He was teaching me so much stuff as well. Oh, yeah, and he made some hooch. He made some hooch. He made uh, – I don't made, remember. I don't he, remember. Did you ever taste it? I No, no. I No, because it, I, I was – horrible. I was scared. Jailhouse hooch. It smelled so good. It, it's it tastes horrible. Yeah, it does it. Uh, yeah, he's it smells so smelled good, and he did offer it to me, and he get he made and I felt bad because he made he made enough for two cups, and I felt bad because I wanted to celebrate with him, but then yet, I'll, again I go back to my son, and I'm like you know don't don't break the law you know don't yeah. don't, don't don't do it don't, don't do, do it. anything that you wouldn't want your own right. son to do right yeah. and, and 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 you you know the world's watching your son's watching your family's watching. Uh, young kids that I coach watching. Mm. I can't do this. I can't do this. So I had to like control myself. But you know, stuff. But you, you, you're in a moment where you want to bond with somebody that's being real because you're you're as real as can be in there. You, all your stories, all your your gang stories, all your your love stories. You're crying. You cry in there with these guys, and you tell the real stuff. And that's some of the stuff going back to where they didn't show. They didn't yeah. show stuff like that. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of that. Um, Matt was helping a lot. Um, we did a lot of helping, talking. I, I remember t um, I was a manager at one time in my life, and I, I, I knew how to interview. And I was t teaching this young kid, this is how you talk to an interview. Mm. This is how you land a job. These are the key words. And they didn't show none of that stuff. And, and that, 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 that's what... It, I get that asked a lot. If you were to do this again, would you do it? Under my terms, I would. I would say I want at least three or four or even five things shown that must be shown. Yeah. You know, because we, we needed that. But instead, they just show all the drama, the fights oh, yeah. and everything. And it was good. It was great. But uh, and I have to say, I mean, I'm just going to brag, but season four was the best. I, mean, I agree. I'm just, it was crazy. I, I totally 100% agree. Um, now... Now Nate was in there twice. Mm -hmm. What seasons was was he three and four? Or, yes, yeah, he was four. three and four. Okay, so 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 he stayed in when y'all came on. 
Um, did But did y'all know? They didn't tell you Nate was part of it, right? No. Okay, so you had to figure that out. Yes, we all found we all uh, were able to finally see each other at the reunion. Okay. So even when we got out and um, three months later, when the reunion came up, we all got flown to uh, New York and everything, and we were put into different rooms. And then when it was showtime, we all got taken up to the stage, and the only person I knew was Angela and Matt and Bucci. Gotcha. Because Bucci and Matt were on my pod, and I knew Angela because of my first. But I didn't know Jacqueline, Stephanie, um, Nate, you know. But I do recall seeing Nate down the hallway. Um, but at, at Allen, you know, I didn't see any. I don't remember seeing any of them. So, yeah. Now, when did you start to become close with Nate? Uh, actually... I bonded with Nate right away at the reunion because he put me straight on the show right there, right there in broad. Like he told me because I, w- I was being judgmental a lot because you're seeing all these people, what they've done. So at the reunion, they only show them a clip of what we did, every one of us. And so that's how we got to fighting with each other, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was being real judgmental on a lot of certain stuff, like people doing drugs, like the girls were doing drugs, or Alan was making a shank, and he was a police officer. You know, I was real judgmental, and Nate put me straight. He said, you're being real judgmental, you know, you listen to that. And I'm like, wow, you know. Yeah, I am. Okay. I respect that. And then um, after that, we started texting each other, and 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 we became real close. And, and you kind of almost like... When you when you start, because all of us were texting each other. Yeah. All in this big group chat of 60 Days In, Season 4 chat. And then we start dropping, little ones start dropping out. You start figuring out who did it for what reason, why they want to do more stuff for TV or this and that. And you start kind of figuring out who the real deals are. Yeah. So after seven of us, it, it was then we brought in uh, Ryan from Season 2 and Zach from Season 1. You know, all all of us were in chats. All of us were real close, and we all just started getting along. And but me and Nate started like really start hitting it off, texting each other every day, calling each other, crying. I mean, we were pretty close, and um, yeah. So that's how you know. One of the things I always wondered, I know what prison and jail does to us Mm -hmm. that are criminals and go in and do our time. I know the effect, the mental and emotional effect it has on us. And so I always wondered what it did for regular old people, you know, yeah, that are in there for two months, Nate, four months. Um, did it have a mental, did it affect your mentality? Did it affect you? Did it mess with your psyche? Did you get out thinking you were a better person or a worse person and your thought, thought, you know, your thought patterns or, or, you know, did it do any damage? Yeah, it, it, it did. Um, it did because as you're sometimes in there, you're realizing like you started to almost become them. You started to realize like, okay, product I'm, of your environment. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm here and just do my regular thing. And you kind of forget the world. You kind of forget the job. Because at the beginning, I was so stressed out with my wife, my kids, yeah. job, and everything like that. But after a while, all that goes away because you got to kind of put it to the side in order to survive. 
So I was like, okay, I can't think that right. because I'm going to get weak. I'm going to cry. I'm going to get emotional. So I need to just be strong and, and go back to my old days where I was just, it was about me only right. gangsters and just pff, mad. So I just, yeah, it did at the, at the end. So when that's when, when we got released, I, I came out and the first thing I did was touch dirt. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. And then when I went to the hotel, just touching countertops that were just laminate or, yeah. or, 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 or even touching the, um, the producer's um, blouse or her, or her hair or yeah. something, um, just to say, wow, this is, you, you're touching something that you haven't touched for two months. Two months, yeah. You know, so it's amazing. And then when I went home, uh, I didn't want to drive. I didn't want to drive. My wife drove for two months. Um, I didn't want to, when I saw a police officer, cars, I just, I got real paranoid. Wow. Um, and I, I wanted to stay home. I was a people per. I was a people person. I wanted to, I, I go barbecues. I go to my mom's. I always go places, everything. I literally wanted to stay home and didn't want nobody to come over. Wow. And lastly, I could say that I, I wanted to go back in. Mm. When I was having problems, I'm like, I wish I was back in there just because that was safe. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm thinking, you know, I had to shake myself out because I was like, that's only been two months, Johnny. It, it hasn't, like, like look at all these prisoners, you know, all these guys that, my son. Yeah, my son. at that point, he'd already been, what, five years? Yeah, yeah. I think like, my son does this, you know, like, come on. You can't be that serious. You know, it's like, so you really had to like come and shake it up and say, like, stop. Just, it's not, you're back. You're normal. You're normal. You're not that bad person. You, you, you were never were. It was just, you know, this is a reality show, you know? And yeah, so you have to shake yourself out of that. And, yeah. and, and but it, it had it done something to Nate. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was a lot for him. You know, and, and I wondered about Nate because, uh, and he was another one that I followed on Instagram after the show. Um, you know, he went in, I think his fiance was pregnant. I thought, no, when, no, no. But, but he had a fiance. Yeah. He had a fiance when he went in. Mm -hmm. And I remember what they showed, what they showed on at the end of his first 60 days, they asked him if he would stay in and, and he basically agreed without even talking to, to his fiance. Right. And then they showed him revealing to her. Right. And she got upset. Right. You know, because he didn't even discuss it with her. And I, and I wondered at that point, did that do some damage to their relationship? You know, and of course I don't, I didn't know him personally, so I don't know how, you know, what happened after the show, if they stayed together, they got married. Um, I feel like he got, didn't he, I saw him posting some pictures of him and a woman. Was that the same woman no. that he was? Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was. Um, but, you know, so I wondered about him because he also was military. Right. And I, I often wondered if he already had some PTSD from the military. Right. Um, then you combine what he went through. And, I mean, what he took on for two seasons. Yeah. What he took on just to try to get that jail information. Right was was incredible you know and right. i and i'm saying i'm i'm talking about i did three years in prison and lots of time in jail so i know i know what he he had to go through and what he had to pretend to be mm -hmm. to get the information that he got right and uh so i i just combined with the military P, ptsd maybe um that i wondered how how much it got to him you know yeah it, it did get to him um 
the producers do ask every uh, participant, would you do it again? Or could you stay here another 60 days? So they, they ask everyone? They ask everyone. Oh, wow. Because then I think they do that just to figure out who would, who's strong enough to do it. And I think they chose the right person. I mean, because he was military. He, everybody liked him. He was, he was in the game for it. And he, um, he did, he did have a PTSD in the military. Um, and he, um, he did have a hard time uh, going back. And like I said, you know, I was at the end of my two months and I was already almost getting used to it. So he was already in it. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine doing two more months and, how much of a flow that would have been and having to do all that. Then when he came out, you know, he had to uh, go through all that with his, with his ex, uh, with his fiance breaking up with that. And then the relationships never really got right from yeah. there on. I mean, he, he, uh, he started dating a, a beautiful woman named Noel. Um, started things started going good there. Then, and that was the one that he was posting on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. She yeah. was, she was, she was beautiful. And then, um, uh, then that ended, and then he ended up just all of a sudden getting married with this one lady, and then you know, um, things start going bad there with his um, his uh, he ended up marrying her, and um, out of the blue, didn't tell nobody, and then uh, uh, found out that he was actually expecting. Uh, he kind of told me uh, on the side, and then um, then he was happy. Oh, he was so happy and everything, and then uh, things kind of going for the worse and um things started happening and uh, a lot of stuff started going crazy and then one day he called me crying middle of the night and i answered i never answered my phone uh to anybody like that but uh nate called me and i so i talked him to going to the hospital so he went to the to the military hospital and and um they kept him there and they made it worse because they ended up saying that he ended up coming out saying that his government did him worse because they stripped him from everything. They stripped him uh-huh. from his phone and everything because he was suicidal. Mm. And I guess he didn't get that point, you know. And then uh, when he came out, then he tried to make it up because his wife was going to go through a divorce. He wanted a divorce from his wife. And um, things started going bad and everything. And then um, um, he ended up uh, uh, committing suicide um, in broad daylight and stuff like that. So... And uh, he called me. We talked the day before, and we talked that day. And I woke up. Well, I talked before. I woke up to the suicide note on on um, on Inst- on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. as the world did. And all the other participants and A and E and everybody was calling me because they knew I was close to him. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a hold of Nate. And I call him. He answers, and but he's not talking. He's crying, and then. Um, then he hangs up, and I see him that he's he's live on his Instagram, not live, but act, uh, activated on yeah, it. Active. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't answer. He just, I tried him through Twitter, I tried him to uh, every possible thing, and then I found out he he he, he killed himself. So, yeah, um, I blame a lot of that on 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 PTSD, uh, his wife um, falsely accusing him. Um, just a lot of stuff that he's been through and it, and it saddens me because we have to do more for our military people, yeah. you know? And, um, and that's one of the things I want. I talked to the sheriff in there. There was a lot of military people that we met in there and I, the sheriff asked me, what would you do for our military in there? I told him, give him a wristband to, to let him know that they are military 
So if they do go a little crazy or something's going on, you know they, you know, guards yeah. know that they are military, yeah. not by just thinking or are they or not. Give them a wristband that tells them they're they're colored like a, a you know, something that they're military. They never did it, so that's sad. But yeah, but yeah, so. Well, I know uh, Nate. Nate meant a lot to the show, and he meant a lot to you. And and um, you know, and I mean, I I even felt the connection to him just because I, you know, like I said, season four was one one of my favorite seasons, and I think yeah. you know, uh, part of that has to do with him. And uh, you know, so but man, he he was a good guy. He really was. Yeah. He had a big heart, man. He had a big heart. Yeah, and, and and we talked about it too. The reason why season four was was so successful and one of the best, I believe. Because you in in the season you have you had it's like a love story. You have love, you have betrayal, you have anger, you have you have uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. You have it was just a story. That whole it was such a good story with the military, the police officer, you know, uh, gay. Uh, Angela was gay. Um, uh, more, you know, religion, Mormon, and, and 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 the son, father and son, and you know all that. It was just a perfect story, and it was so real. Yeah, it was real as can be. You know, if you see Angela, that was her. You seen Jacqueline, that was her. You seen everybody, that was them. Until to this day, when I do talk to some of them, that's them. Yeah, what you seen on TV is them. That's cool. You know, so that, so that's some pretty cool stuff. So. Uh, what have you done post 60 days in? It's been several years now. What have you done since then uh, that you didn't do before you went in? Um, I, I'm, right now I'm doing speaking engagement for a place called Man Cave. Uh, okay. And, and I, I forget what, it's a big long thing, but we, basically we just trying to help young men become men again. Okay. You know, because somewhere in the world we lost that. We lost how to be men again. You know, all this, this weight got put on women where my dad's generation didn't uh step up to the game and we started losing yeah you know how how men supposed to be and women had to step up to go to work so then we lose the 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 nurture of a mother to a kid so now it's not fair for the kid so now all of a sudden he's being raised by a single mom when when the dad's out there you know messing around or whatever it may be or drugs or whatever may may be and that's what we're here for now is that we, we talk a lot about that because we want to educate the young men that it's okay to, to, to cry. It's okay to, to be vulnerable and stuff like that. But we have to work. We have to step up. We have to protect. We, ha- we, know we need to start doing that. So I do a lot of speaking engagements with Man Cave. Um, and I'm trying to get into jails to try to talk to young men as well. Um, so that's what I try. I'm doing right now. I'm trying to focus a lot on just me and the why because my young kids. Uh, my daughter turns 26 and she's actually out of the house. But we're actually gonna have, you know, the kids are gone now. You yeah. know, so now we're actually empty you know, nesters. Empty nesters. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. So got to focus on her a lot because we we've done a lot and um, you know, and just try to get it out of the 60 days in family now because it. You know, you you can only talk about it so much and 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 stuff. And I understand that it's part of of who I am and what God put in front of me. But I you I only talk about sixty days in because it's a platform to help 
get me where I, my story needs to yeah, go yeah, and yeah. to help. And if the, just like this podcast, if, if this is to help one young man in, in, in prison or in jail that's listening to this, you know, so be it, yeah. you know, because because if I could get out of, of of the gang life and and not worry about my pride, if I if I just say, you know, it's not about pride, it's not about gang. It's about survival. It's about family. It's about what it is now don't get me wrong i my gang was my everything yeah my life my story my, my heart and i'll never forget them and i'll never stop claiming them as far as like but i'm just retired i'm yeah. just i'm just retired i don't do it no more i lay low i don't walk that way i walk this way now you know i became a born again christian mm-hmm. um God's led me so much different directions. And I've always, now I believe that God's gave me a path that I really have to, to listen and understand and, and, and use these platforms for this because I wasn't here to get famous. Yeah. You know, it's not about famous. I mean, you get some people that recognize me. Some your little 15 minutes of fame does go away <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. It was cool yeah, at first. Yeah. It was pretty cool at first, I have to say, but now it's like, okay, I, I don't care, you know, because it's, you know, and then people come and walk up to me and there are some, some crazy people. That would oh just, yeah. They would just come straight up to you and just give you a hug or they'll just come up to you and, but you don't know that, you know, right. they're just, you know, and you coming from the streets or any man or, or woman, somebody <laughs> just comes straight up to you. It's kind of scary. You know, it's kind of especially this kind of world now. Yes. So you get kind of a little, you know, afraid. But but everybody, I get treated well. And um, and that's one of the things why I, uh, I did the show. You know, I did it because, you know, I, I, I try to represent who I am. That's why I, I that's why they didn't show me a lot. You know, I wasn't in drama. Enough. You were you were you were there for a good reason, yeah, to do good things, right? And that doesn't sell ratings, right? <laughs> exactly. I was late, low keen, you know, and I, you know, I actually told my son that I was going to go and do this show, and he actually gave me pointers. Nice. He's like, "Hey, Dad, lay low, stay in your lane." I say, "Okay, what are you talking about, stay in your lane?" You know? <laughs> He's giving me all this stuff, and I'm like, "Okay." So he actually helped me through it, but he, you know, just. A lot of stuff that just kind of, you know, made me understand that, you know, this show was just something to, that, again, it God put me through. And I just got to, you know, just go with the flow and, yeah. and, and just kind of understand it. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I'm doing right now as far as, like, you know, other things and stuff like that. And, so, last question, you know, do you do you look at our criminal justice system differently now that, that you, you did two months of, of county jail time? um than you did before absolutely in what way i was again like nate said i was real judgmental yeah uh even before my son went in and after my son went in i was judgmental because i felt like if i can pull myself out of the gang life and out of the streets and becoming a good person and becoming a man and, and 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 a good person anybody could do it yeah. So stop putting yourself in jail. Stop doing it. Just it's enough of that. You know, now you're using it as a cop out. Now you don't want to just you don't want to work. Yeah. And and now you just uh you know, you that's gonna be you. You're just gonna be a thug and that's it. So you now I'm looking at these guys like, well, that's who they belong, that's who they are. And you're you're you put them all in one egg basket. Yeah. Okay. And and I would even go down the highway and throw 
a Cheetos bag out there and say well, the prisoners will pick it up. They got to do something. I was horrible. Oh man. Yeah, I was one wow. of them. And at, and then even when my son went in, I'm like, hey, they deserve it. They got to go in. Yeah, you know, whatever. They got to pay attention and pay attention. You know, they, and, you know, go do your time and this and that. When I did it, it made me realize that not all of them are criminals. People were in there just just like I was saying, Josh. Yeah. To go get his medication. Some homeless go in there just to sleep. Some people went in there because, you know, they were lost. They were angry. Uh, they weren't really uh, criminals. Some people that did, they go in there. They, they really did some stuff. Yeah. You know, they belong in there, you know, just to. They need to be held accountable. Right. And that's it. So it made me realize that. And it made me realize how much voting means. Because hmm. at first I wouldn't vote. I didn't care to vote. I was always taught not to vote. Who cares? Wow. I was born I was born poor and and labeled, hey, you're a Democrat. You're born you're you're Mexican. You're you're that's it. And when I started realizing that I wasn't that, and I started realizing and looking almost kind of to the right, I was like, Well, I like the way these guys think. You know, but then, yeah, I'm on this side a little bit. So I was kind of in the middle, which I kind of still am, but that's towards, the way I am towards the right more. Uh, but I was I just the way I am because, you know, I just I, that's where I was brought up. And but I see a lot of uh, good stuff. So anyway, so so it made me understand what voting means. Um, I, I didn't vote for Trump because I was locked up. They didn't they didn't ask us if we can vote. We were in there. And, you know, it was funny because one of the big guys, Tebow. So you were in there during during the election. Yeah, yeah, we were all cheering for him. And so, wow, yeah. So Te- you, so you were an actual American citizen that had the right to vote, but you were pretending you were an inmate, and and yeah. you were in prison, so you couldn't vote. Right. And then all of it was funny too because all the inmates were asking the camera, the production cameras. Who won? Because we don't know who won. They wouldn't let us watch TV. So we're like, who won? And like, shake it. Did Donald Trump won? Shake your, shake the, <laughs> shake the, the, move the camera this way. Or if you didn't win, do this. And when they did this, they're like, yeah. <laughs> and um, I got a lot, I got a lot of pushback from the production team because it seemed like all of them were Democrats. So when I was rooting for the Trump, even a lot of the guys, they didn't like that. So yeah. I kind of say that's why they didn't want to show me a lot either. But yeah, could um, be, could be. Um, but Nate was uh, too. You know, he was he was a Trump guy. But even Tebow, the the, the meanest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He w- he was going for Trump. You know, because you know America was tired of, of the old stuff. You know, so yeah. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. But yeah, it, yeah. We were, but it, it made me understand what voting means. Yeah, and voting is so important. And, and still, to me, voting is important, but. What you do in your community is more important because at least in your community, you can actually see progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can see that young kid that you're helping out. You can see. Some people only vote for the presidential election. I tell them, look, that one affects you the least. Right. You need to be voting in these in these local elections, yes. your mayors, your school boards, you know, all these, your senators, your house of representatives for your area. Absolutely. That's the one you need to be voting on for sure. Yeah. Vote in the presidential election, but man, your local one, that's where your that's governor, your a governor of your state. That's, 
that's where that those are the ones that impact you the most. Absolutely. So yeah, I agree, and that, I always agree on that. So we have to do better on that. But as far as you know, yeah, they didn't let me vote. <laughs> that's crazy. I was stuck there. You could have like vote. voted absentee or yeah, something. <laughs> something. They didn't even give me a chance. They didn't even a mail in yeah, ballot or something. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, one thing I do want to say. Um, that you know, it goes back to that question, you know, is there anything that they didn't show? I, I was making, so if you look at the whole season of my season in my pod, there's a lot of these white crosses that these guys mm-hmm. were wearing. I made all those. Wow. And I made all those for my socks. Wow. Because I was, uh, my, my partners in back in the days when they used to send me crosses, when they got locked up, I always wonder how they made them. And one of my partners taught me how, but it's been a long time. So I tried to replicate a lot of it, and I practiced and had a lot of time in my hands. So, so I started doing that, and, and I made a, everybody, all the inmates started asking for Wow, that's cool. So then I started, like, making a whole bunch of them. And then um, and I did that because I wanted the guys to understand that there was hope, you know, God's hope, God's yeah. love. Yeah. So I wanted to understand that. And, and, and one day, and this is the one thing I wish they would have showed t-bug asks me he goes hey give me a cross so i tell him i said are you asking me or are you telling me he says oh yeah could you make me a cross i'm like sure so i make him a big cross and then um took me a couple days came back and i wanted this cross to be good i wanted to make him proud i don't know why i was just like he's the he's the monster he's the big guy yeah so when i made it I, I said, you know, he was he was gambling over there and stuff like that. And I called him over there. I said, hey, hey, I got your cross. He goes, all right, let me have it. I said, nah, come over here real quick. He goes, all right. He comes over here. I said, hey, let's pray on this cross, man. So I we prayed, we bowed, and we prayed on the cross. And then I gave it to him. They didn't show that. You know how amazing that would have been? Yep. God was right there with me. Oh, yeah helping him a young lost man that i used to be helping him understand that that god's hope god's love and also you 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 are a good man and they didn't want to show they want to make him a monster you know so then i then i knew that 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 uh that that tv is that because there's a lot of times they wanted me to say certain things yeah i didn't want to say it would you say that they were there more um to just entertain with drama than they were to really actually help the county jail get better. Um, I think I think it was more of the drama. Um, I don't I don't think because what they're gonna do is they they give the the the, the facility money. They give them a big chunk of money. Here you do what you want to do. So I w- I wouldn't put it on A and E because they're there just to make the money and production and all that stuff it was up to the facility to do what they're going to do with that money and i think fulton county they might have bought a cavity machine and they didn't have that because i went in there they didn't even search me and when they put in that machine i believe they have 80 percent of drugs have been stopped because of the machine so i think that did help that's good yeah i did that help but i i i (laughs) I like to come back to another thing. One thing I did on my so after we all like figure out what was going on, we sit down with the sheriff and we tell him our 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 findings. 
right away. It took me, I, ha- it, it, I was in there two hours. They only show like 15 minutes of it or five minutes. Not even it. that much. Yeah. yeah, five minutes of it. And the first thing I said, I told the sheriff and the other the lady, I said, you guys should be fired or you guys should be written up. Because it's going to take a, it takes a camera crew to come in here. And, it, you know, you got to understand, I, w- I was already bitter. I'm mad. I'm mad at this, this, this jail. I'm mad at just everything. And I say, it takes a camera crew to see what's going on under your nose. I mean, the way these people were treated and, and how, how these these uh, SEALs are treating your guys, your, your own people. Yeah. You know, and all this. I said, you guys should be fired. They, they were shocked. They were shocked that I even said that, you know, because I, I was just laying it out. I didn't care. Wow. I didn't care. But so good. You did that, though, man. Yeah. And, and I'm glad, too. You know, I'm glad I did, because, you know what? At this point, even even the good stuff that they didn't show, I don't need no camera. Yeah. I don't need no camera. I, I, I knew, you I knew, know you did it. I knew I did it. And, and it made an impact. And, and and the funny thing is the viewers seen that. They seen, they, they could see right through everybody. They do. And that's amazing. That's like. Wow, people want to follow me, or people want to like get to know me and like me, and this you know you don't realize that because you didn't act like a fool in there. You didn't. You're just trying to be you, and that's it. People see that, and that's why I think a lot of people like yourself, like they saw me, they like yeah. Nate, because Nate was just being real. He was just yeah. being as true as can be, you know. And uh, there's a lot of them that were real and, and, and neat, but. It just, they had a lot of drama with them too, yeah. so you know that's just who they are, their personality, I guess. So would you do it again? Sure, <laughs> on a couple terms. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I like your terms, man. I like I like your terms. I don't know that they would do them. Nah, I don't think because so. that's you know that's not that goes against what they actually provide as an entertainment, you know, venue. And um, I shoot, I would, I would love to have a documentary, yeah. or something to where. You send people in like that on a volunteer basis, but just to do good and document all the good that they do that try to help people. Absolutely. You know, and um, so, well, man, I appreciate uh, you being on 60 Days In. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time, all my pestering the last couple of years. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for uh, for doing this show. And I really appreciate it. I'm glad that uh, I, I got to be here in Chandler. Uh, and, and I'm on, I'm doing several interviews here. And so, uh, I'm, I'm glad you were available. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you for inviting me and, and got to meet you finally. You know, it's good to meet people that actually seen the show and actually want to meet me. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll take time out. You know, I don't mind. And, and it's fun. You know, it's got yeah. to get to meet, you know, I call them fans to friends because they become friends and they, they really like you and we get to talking and you're one of them, you know, it's good things that you're doing. You know, I see the stuff that you're doing. That's like amazing. So it's like, oh yeah, I got to connect with them. I mean, that's it's up my alley, you know. So why not, you know? Um, but yeah, thank you, man. It's, it's been great. I Real really quick, just uh, thirty seconds. Uh, talk to all the inmates that are listening from all over the nation, prisons, jails, everywhere. Some even here in Arizona. Just give them a word of encouragement. One thing I want to say real quick is to my son. I want. I want to say. Uh, you're almost out, son. You're you're doing good, and uh, count down, and that's that's the last place you're gonna see after you're out. Amen. Um, second thing is, guys, ladies, don't make jail who you are. That's not you. That's not who you are. 
you're a better person. God put a better path in front of you. And, and that's not who you are. This is just a stepping stone. Yeah. But God doesn't want you to keep going back. He wants you to, to succeed in life and, and do better and, and use your stories to help others. You know, so I want you to understand that and know that, you know, and, and, and that you're not a bad person, that you are a good person. You know, so don't don't let that hold you down and, and, and you can do good and, and have faith and have love and 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 understand that it's, it's going to be OK. You know, you're going to be all right, you know, and um, just hang in there, you know, and keep your head up and and do right. You know, you don't have to do wrong. Don't let that make you don't let prison or jail make who you are. Amen. You know, so uh, there's a phrase that, that a lot of us prison ministers that go back into prison. We tell the inmates, we tell, we say, you may be in prison, but prison doesn't have to be in you. Right. Right. And, uh, and that, that is so true. Whenever I was, I guess about a year and a half or more in two years in, I was at a private facility in Texas and one of the guards, Latino guard came up to me. I loved him. He was amazing. He pulled me over one day. He said, gum, step out of line. We were going to wreck. And I said, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. He said, why are you always smiling? <laughs> and I did. I smiled all the time because I was already free. Right. I was already free on the inside. And that, that question allowed me to share my testimony with him. And, uh, which led into why I, I, I was smiling in, in a dark place. And, uh, and it actually encouraged him, you know, he's like, he's like, man, he's like so many people let this place get to them. Right. And it takes their joy away and their smile away. They don't smile anymore. And he said, in fact, most inmates think if you're smiling, you know, it's weakness or you're up to something. And he said, but your smile's different. And, uh, and, and I'm glad that somebody noticed that mm -hmm. because, and even if they never noticed it, I'd still be smiling because yeah. I wasn't going to let any guard, any inmate, any situation take my joy away. Right. Because right. the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And that's a verse in the Bible. And, and the more joy I chose to have, yeah, the stronger I was going to purposely and intentionally be. That's awesome. And so, uh, that's a great message that you sent to, to everybody. Yeah, and, and, we, and, we, and we have the same, same, uh, saying I had the same saying after I got out of the neighborhood, you know, don't, don't let the, just because you live in a body or doesn't mean you become that body. you know, uh, it, you just you just because everybody around you is in the gang that i mean you become a gang right you know so it's the same thing and and what if you don't mind me asking you a question real yeah. quick what, what made you just stay out finally you know uh i i went in and out of jail lots of times okay i was an alcoholic uh i'd love to drink jack daniels got jack daniels tattooed on my left arm nice <laughs> and uh and i i mean i was just i mean i i did some drugs but honestly um, I sold more drugs than I partied with because drugs would not let me taste my Jack Daniels. Mm. When I was tweaking on meth, I couldn't taste the alcohol. Okay. And I drank, part of the reason I drank was the taste. I love the taste of Jack Daniels. And so I like to tell people Jack Daniels saved me from being strung out on meth. Mm. And it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, but I had five GWIs. Oh, wow. And that was the, the ones they did paperwork on. Mm. They could have done way more DWIs. They would find me uh, if I was in my hometown, they would just call my parents, have my mm. parents come get me. Uh, one night I ran off a bridge, blood alcohol content level was 0.267, wow. over three times the legal limit. 
um, the police officer that saw me run off the, the highway called my sister and said, you better get up here. I think your brother's dead from where I'm looking. I had landed flat, flat, uh, face down in the, in the dirt. He said, it, he told my sister that it looked like my head had been cut off. Um, and you know, that did, that wreck didn't even wake me up. I still was, once I could recover, I was still drinking and I got my fourth DWI. I was going to get off of that on a technicality. Mm. And when the night that the, the lawyer called me and said, we're going to get you off this, I went and celebrated and got my fifty DWI. Oh, man. And so uh, the judge looked at me, um, said, Mr. Gum, I don't see a very bright future for you. And he was right. If I didn't change something, he was right. When, when my, my father and two sisters that were in the courtroom, when they read the sentences, they were just crying. Didn't mm. even, but it didn't even move me at all because I was so hard. I was running from God. My heart was hard, and I got to prison, got right into the game in prison. I was running parlays and, and gambling, and, mm -hmm. and I, I didn't get affiliated with anybody, even though lots of, of, of white gangs asked me to. Uh, I just told them no. And um, one day, September 18th, 2003, I got into a fight and, and landed in ADSEG, which is solitary confinement. And I went in at 9 a.m., and it was just quiet all day in my little six by nine cell. And then about 10 PM that night, I started crying mm. uncontrollably. I couldn't stop it. And that's when the Holy spirit just filled that cell mm. and just began affirming me. I'm not done with you. You haven't done enough bad for me to, to want to throw you away. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that says the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Mm. It means he hasn't changed his mind. And, and so from that moment on, from that day on, I call September 18th, I call my spiritual birthday. Mm, nice. Even though I prayed a prayer and asked Jesus into my heart a long time ago when I was a kid, September 18th was the first time I fully yielded my whole life to him. Wow. And so at that point, you know, I, I told God, I said, God, you want me to do all these things, but I still want to drink Jack Daniels. Right. I still want to smoke cigarettes. And I know I can't go around preaching you if I'm still smoking and drinking them. So you're going to have to do something in me right. that I can't help you with. Cause there's nothing in my natural body that says stop drinking and smoking. Right. It's too fun to me. It's too, it's, I love it. Right. And the next day I woke up and he did something in me that I can't explain hmm. from that day, from September 19th on, I've never looked, talked about, thought about cigarettes and, and drinking hmm. ever the same way again. And, and it was done. I don't know what he did, but I thanked him for it, you know? And, um, but I tell people cause, cause it was almost like he said, I'm not taking away your desire to drink and get drunk. I'm taking away your desire to drink Jack Daniels. Mm. Cause I tell people I still get drunk. I just switch bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> now I get drunk on life. Yeah. I get drunk on helping people. Right. I get drunk when two of our residents last year, that one of them did 25 years in prison, went in as a 17 year old kid and he just bought his own home. Awesome. I mean, that's a high that, yeah. that is better than any, any buzz or any drunk ever, right. you know? And, and that's, that's what I get. I get, I get high on life. I get drunk on life. I get drunk playing with my kids. I get drunk, you know, not real drunk, but that's what, that's what gives me that buzz Yeah, yeah. now. And, uh, and so, so yeah, I was in and out of jail, but once I went to prison and got into that fight 
and it's I've never gone back. I've been out of prison April eighteenth will be sixteen years. That's awesome, brother. That's a, that's so, awesome. That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. Uh, and it's all because of God. Yeah, I've tried it with God. I've tried it without God, and I've had more success. I haven't got one DWI since I said I'm going to do it with God. <laughs> awesome. I haven't got one DWI. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had one wreck because of a DWI. Nothing, you know. Yeah, and so. So, uh, and, and plus life is just, I, I, when I went into prison, I had a 500 credit score. Now I have an 800 credit score. Right. I own my own home. I have two, uh, two businesses that we run. Uh, you know, I, we own a home. We, we, we have two girls and, uh, it's just, it's just much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I tell people, man, try it both ways. Try it with God, without God, try doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. And at some point logic kicks in. Yeah. And this, I get so much more reward this way. So yeah, and I th- I'm the same way. I th- I think it's kind of weird because I don't feel like I don't. I'm not afraid to die. Yeah. I I just I think I've always been that way, and but now I I I think of not afraid of dying because I know I'll be with the Lord. But back then I wasn't afraid to die because I didn't care about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, of course I'll be missed and everything, but we're all gonna die mm-hmm. sooner or later. Yeah, but it's just you know, it's I think God leads people like ourselves, a lot of people, His people here on earth to do will to do His will. Yeah, to lead our kids to God, to lead other people and and, and know our calling. You know, because it ain't about us. You know, it ain't about you know, uh, it ain't about us. You know, no, it's and, not. And, you know, and. You know, if you look, it's funny. If you look at my Instagram, I got I got a lot of the um, the other participants that say, "Hey, Johnny, you're a TV celebrity. You don't follow people. You know they they, used to, they follow you, and you don't talk to people. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. But I look at it like they took their time out." to follow me and also to connect with me and also to watch a show. Why, why couldn't I follow them? Who is this? Who's this law? Why not? Yeah. Again, I want to use this to help people. Yeah. And if I can do that, if I can do that again and again and again, like this right here or another interview I did. And if it can help, People, why not follow people? They're good people. You get some crazies, but yeah, you know you you whatever, and you just kind of go with it. But you most of the time, people are so happy when you follow them. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, and and if I can throw a story to that to a person that has Down syndrome or the person that has a, a medical problem or even an old inmate, a lot of inmates will contact me and tell me, man, I understand you. And or even a lot of fathers because you have this father guilt because your your kids locked up. Yeah. You know, so if that could help, then that's great. You know, yeah. it's good stuff. So, so good. Yeah. So why not? So go look at my follow me and I'll yeah. follow you back. You know? you know, on the show page, we'll put all your social media links. Absolutely. Uh, on there so people can follow you. And, uh, and and then when they get out of prison and jail, they'll, they'll, they'll look Absolutely. you up and follow you. So, well, man, uh, you know, I, the only thing left we have to talk about is the fact that um my Steelers beat your Arizona Cardinals <laughs> oh, in, uh, in Super Bowl. I can't remember what that was, but uh, San Antonio Holmes 
from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I thought, I thought, I thought we were going to get beat. You know, I mean, Kurt Warner just has this whole. I mean, they made a movie about him being an underdog yeah. as a Ram, and then he comes back and does it, does it again with the Cardinals. And I just thought we're toast, you know, because Warner's a Christian, God's on his side, and you know, Big Ben got into some trouble, you know, uh, yeah. early on. So I didn't think God liked him, you know. So I'm just like, the game's over. I mean, they just came down and drove, and we didn't have what less than a minute, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I, I, but anyway, one foot was not touching. <laughs> I want to send that to you. I want to tag your your. I viewers. think he was touching the top of the blade of grass, bro, and that and that is still touching the grass. Oh my god! So well, I'm excited for y'all's Arizona Cardinals coming up uh, more than I am for my Steelers because. We're just we're we're in rebuilding phase. Yeah. We just signed Mitch Mitch Trubisky, who's been with yeah. three or four other teams. Well, I, so. I hope I hope our, our Cardinals do it, and uh, I know my sons are going to do it this year, and they're hot. And everybody, you know, Arizona is the place to be. You know, Chris Paul needs to just stay healthy. That's I don't it. know. Every yep. time he gets hurt, they the Phoenix Suns lose their. He did it in Houston too when yep. he played for Houston. He got hurt. They could have won that year. They yep. could have beat Golden State. But if Chris Paul, I, I, I'm a Phoenix fan. Yeah. I love Phoenix ever since Nash was with them. Uh, I love Phoenix. I, I, I like Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Mavs fan for life, but I like other teams. And Phoenix has always been. And when they got Chris Paul, I'm a Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. Yeah. Because they, they wouldn't let him be traded to the Lakers a long time ago. Oh, when, that's when right. They tried, they, they blocked, the NBA blocked that trade. Yeah, I remember And then that. Ever, after that, they, they didn't block any any trades after that. You know, they yeah. let everybody do anything they want. And so I want Chris Paul to, to win, and I'd love to see him do it with Phoenix. Yeah, yeah so, me too. Me too. We deserve it. We need a, a championship here. And I love DeAndre Dayton, uh, uh, Aiden. Yeah. I love him, man. He's a, he's a really good big man. He is. He is. I think we're going to do good. Uh, so hopefully with my Cardinals, but I know the Suns are going to take it. Well, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless you to God all of you, your family, and, and especially you your son. Tell us your son's name more. Uh, it's Johnny Ramirez. Johnny, oh, Johnny Jr.? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the things I, I've never shared um, through the whole uh, my whole thing with him is I've never showed the picture to anybody. And um, I just recently did a, a man cave thing, and, um, um, and I actually uh, asked him for his permission to do that. And he said, yeah, Dad, go ahead. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, you'll be seeing that on my Instagram pretty okay. soon that I, I'm going to release his picture. All right. That's and, cool. Uh, I've well, never, we'd... I've never really even shared his name, but yeah, he is Johnny Jr. Okay. Johnny Joe Jr. And, uh, and we'd Ramirez. be honored to even have that picture on the show page too, oh, if, if y'all thank want. You. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So cool. Well, Johnny, yeah. we believe in you, buddy. Thank Hang you. In there. Thank you. Appreciate oh, well, it. Well, your son. I was talking to your son. Oh, okay. Uh, but you too, though. <laughs> uh, but thanks again for for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, and and yeah, that's it, man. It's been fun. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. All right. I want to thank Johnny once again, man, for sitting down. I, honestly, I told him before we started the interview that it might last 40, 45 minutes, and we went for an hour and twenty minutes, and we just had a good time. We were we were just chilling and hanging, and uh, but it was pretty cool. The reason he went. He wanted to go in so he could kind of feel what his son was feeling and understand what his son was going through. Uh, I think that's admirable, you know, and what he's doing now, he's being able to speak at different at different man cave events. And I just I just love, I love everybody who volunteers to go into prison, whether, whatever their motive is. You know, you volunteer to go in there, you got, you got a point in my book. But um, I want to thank Johnny, and um, would you do it? 
would you would you be able to go into jail for 60 days and and if you want to watch it watch it watch it on a and e binge watch it it's uh it does get i mean there's adult topics and adult you know uh language and so it does if that offends you then don't watch it <laughs> but it's crazy and um but i like his perspective on how it affected his mind he wasn't he didn't go in a criminal okay he went in a a legal citizen who could vote but wasn't allowed to vote because he was in he was in filming it while they were voting but at least we know who he, he would have would have voted for <laughs> but you know the effects on your mind and your psyche it's real people it's real and i'm glad that somebody that didn't have a criminal background went in there and came out and said that that it is it it, it does affect your mental health and then we know that because of his friend Nate. You know, I followed Nate on social media as well. So when I saw when I saw that what happened, the way he went out, it was it was pretty devastating. You know, and I was one of those ones who was trying to get a hold of Johnny. You know, to to figure out what was going on. So, but just let that let that sink in and let that challenge you to pray for our inmates in jails and prisons across the nation, because it does. The conditions they serve their time in, which is more punitive than rehabilitative, does a number on us. It does a number on our mind. And I have to help these guys when they get out and come to Freedom Felons. I gotta help them break that mindset, you know. We are we are one hundred percent punitive and zero percent rehabilitative. And I mean that from a institutional perspective. Uh, all, there's a lot of volunteers that go in to teach rehabilitation, but um, the system itself doesn't. You take away all the volunteers and you have what you had during during COVID, the pandemic, when it was locked down, and that's it. You take away all the volunteers and the programs, the volunteer programs, and that's what you got. And depression was up, suicide was up, everything, fights was up, tension was up during that, during that time. And so, anyway, uh, again, okay, so he did not mention, we did not talk about his daughter uh, during the episode of how her and um, her boyfriend and another friend started a honey honeybee business, but uh, I saw it on his social media after I interviewed him, and so we bought we bought some bottles of honey, and uh, we want to give we want to give some away. So if you're, I'm not going to ship them out because I've already paid for shipping once when I bought them here. So if you're in the anywhere near the Dallas area, and you want to come pick a bottle of um, honey up from uh, Johnny's Daughter's Company, then uh, go to Apple. It's the only way you can leave a review. Go to Apple, leave a review, tell tell us how the episode impacted you and that um, uh, and what it means to you. So do that and uh, put on there a PS on the review. Put on put on the review PS. Uh, I, I want I want that honey. <laughs> and then I'll know that uh, that you are local to Dallas and you want a you want to come pick up a bottle of honey, and then I'll I'll meet you somewhere. All right, so uh, let's pray for Johnny and his family. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for Johnny, Johnny Senior, Johnny Junior, his family. We lift him up to you, Lord, and we ask you to open doors for him, more doors for speaking engagements, Lord. But not just speaking engagements, maybe some that 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 are, he's able to provide for his family through these speaking engagements that pay him a lot of money. And uh, have great honorariums. And Lord, 
I thank you for what he's doing. I thank you for the, his time in 60 Days In. Even though it was a, a while back, a few years ago, Lord, I thank you that it, he's still allowing it to impact his life in, in, for the better and, and, and actually help others. So, Lord, I just lift him, his family up to you. I pray for breakthrough. Anywhere they, his family needs breakthrough, I pray that you uh, move what needs to be moved and, uh, and, and open whatever doors need to be opened. Lord, we thank you for the listener today. Uh, we pray that their eyes are opened to um, to the fact that you know you, we heard Johnny say he was a born again Christian, and Lord, I know that I know that at some point you you opened his eyes during you know f- between sixty days in and now, and I thank you for that. And I pray for everyone listening. I pray that they see and feel and hear the same thing Johnny saw, felt, and heard to want to become born again. And Lord, I just I, I lift up every listener. Meet them where they are, whether they're in the gym, bed, cell, wherever they are listening to this. Meet them where they are. Meet their needs and give them breakthrough. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, thanks for listening. And don't forget, we want to give away three. I'm going to give away three bottles of honey from Arizona, local Arizona honey. Uh, Go to Apple, and I'll be looking for the reviews. And then screenshot the review when you do it and uh, send it in to... uh, uh, email. All right. And again, you got to be local to Dallas so you can come pick it up. All right. And, uh, you can screenshot it, go to, go to forgivenfellows.org, the contact page, and you can get our email or, um, my cell phone number on there and text it to us. All right. Y'all have a good day, a week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the background check podcast brought to you by forgiven felons, helping people with the past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.